Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Stacey B. and KP, and this is the Queen Sugar Review for Here Beside the River, Episode 10. Uh, This episode was a good one, I felt. Um, A lot of moving parts, um, resolutions, twists, etc. To me, it it had a lot of exciting moments, almost like a finale or made me even more excited about the finale. What were your overall thoughts on the episode? Well, after last, uh, last week's episode, I thought that would be my favorite, and then this one came along, and I'm thinking maybe this one is my favorite because of the emotions. I mean, there, there, a lot of things happened, but it was just a very emotional episode, whereas I think last week was just more of a explosiveness, and then this week was just everybody was all over the place with their emotions, including all the men. So this one may go down as one of my... Um, favorite of the season and it was just a beautiful episode like even the sadness of it was beautiful so it was just an emotional one for me right they had a lot of that trademark queen sugar moments especially with nova and remy which we'll talk about later because i was i've been waiting for that type of scene where nova just knows how to break up with someone you know what i mean so <laughs> she's good uh, at that. <laughs> like she just know, like she makes it all poetic. Like okay, you right, you know. But anyway, um, so let's start with. But speaking of Nova, let's start with uh, her article regarding her father and um, his story on. Uh, as we learned earlier on suicide, uh, we bleed softly in the night, which was a beautiful title. Um, but the big thing is, do you think that Nova should have shared? this article publicly without having spoken to her family as we saw Aunt Vi really got into her about that. Um, do you think that her intentions were pure with why she shared it? Because I've actually seen a lot of mixed point of views on that. And I'm kind of mixed on it too because I guess for me I would want to know where and how it fits in in the grand scheme of her book because this was it seemed like she had maybe written a proposal and then this kind of came out of it I'm not sure if her motives were 100% pure or not because I I guess I'm also looking at at Nova from a different place now I'm not sure Um, maybe it fits in the story maybe it is a part of the larger story that she's trying to tell and if that is the case then, yeah, you know, why not tell it? And then the flip side of it is, if you're going to tell it, you need to let the family know. It wasn't fair for Aunt Vi to find out that her her brother had all these feelings and contemplated suicide. At the same time, the whole world was finding out. She told Ra about it. Um, Nova told Ra about it. She should have told Charlie about it. She t- should have told Alvai about it. They shouldn't be finding out. I mean, we don't even know if Charlie read the article because Lord knows she has a lot going on. But it's only it's courtesy, I think, if you're going to do it, to at least discuss it with the family. And so I think where Alvai was coming from, it was half shock because this came out of nowhere. And then, the, then Alvai is old school black woman, and she just thinks it makes Ernest look weak. And she's not here for Nova doing that. And I, I just understood both of their points of view. And with Nova, I just don't know where she's coming from with it. I don't know. 
It was a great, it was a beautiful article, though. I have to, I mean, it was amazingly, heartbreakingly beautiful, but I'm mixed on it. I don't know. I felt what she was feeling, and I felt I'm by as well. Right. I'm, I'm with you. There's, uh, I have mixed point of views because uh, I think... I, I don't agree with on by where it says it makes him look weak because we do have to get over that type of thinking, particularly when it comes to suicide, especially in the black community, especially when it comes to black men. It is something that should be uh, talked about um, openly. And I think uh, the Queen Sugar writers were really trying to share that with us to a certain degree. Um, when, when it comes to Nova, I heard uh, from another great review show, which I want to give a shout out to, After Buzz TV. Uh, one of their hosts that made a great point that, you know, similar to what you just said, that she at least should have asked the family, or not even asked the family, just told the family. You know, she could have still just done the article if if it was true, if, if it felt true for her to do it. Um, that, that's what the host said, which I agreed with. They were saying how. You know, if Nova knew this was her truth, she would have felt comfortable telling the family. So the fact that she didn't tell the family kind of revealed to them that she questioned her truth in this. And I was like, oh, you know, that that's a good point because Nova has moments where she'll come out and speak out and, and you know, share her opinion, especially to the family, you know, be very opinionated. But then there's moments where she's hiding. And this is a moment like that where you, you hit something and then you reveal it. And it's a shock, and it's similar to what she's doing or did with Remy. So, you know, it's just certain character traits she has that, like Anvai told her, you know, you need to come to yourself, which we'll talk about later. But, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And I think also Nova is selfish, because remember when Nova find out, found out about the whole situation, remember how she was so withdrawn and how she was so depressed about it? Why would she think that doing this article without even giving the family a heads up would even be a good idea. Or maybe she didn't do it because she didn't want the backlash. She was going to do what she was going to do regardless. So. Right. right. I just, and right. it's her father, you know, it's, it, it, you know, cause there, that was also a question raised, you know, that was, it was on by kind of out of place, you know, that, that was her brother, but Nova is his daughter. And so if she feels she wants to tell his story that's kind of her right to do that but um i don't know it's complicated i I definitely agree though she should have at least told the family (laughs) and i agree that she can be selfish that's for sure um but let's speak on ralph angel um he got a surprise visit from child services (laughs) i felt the pain from ralph angel in that moment um as he said you know i'm not a bad person but i did some bad things in my life you know so it just seems like you know, his past just keeps haunting him and, and being used against him where he can't really move forward, which is unfortunately true for a lot of guys in his position in this society. Uh, so what were your thoughts on that? I felt sad for him because he's so close to the end with his parole, and I know that was in his mind the whole time. I'm always fearful for him when he gets in these situations because of his anger and he was letting it get the best of him but I understood because these people were in his house taking pictures and interrogating him interrogating Blue and I didn't like how they did it where Blue was he was within earshot of everything they were asking his dad and I just hated the way it all unfolded 
I I hated that entire that entire situation. They shouldn't have had to go through that, especially since we know it's pretty much bogus. So I was just sad for him and afraid for him because I really thought he was going to flip the table and and, re- and go off on the social workers. So that that was. I totally understood him and all the emotions he was feeling because Ralph Angel is a lot of things, but one thing that he is, is a good father. And so I I just felt for him. Right. He is a good father. And, um, yeah, you just, you just finally want him to to get a break in life. And, And do you think that Darla called, like, do you think that she was lying? But to me, it was very clear that the mother called, but some people have asked, like, did Darla do it, actually? I I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think she did because of the way that she came in the house. Um, The tone that she took with her mother. Um, Because, yeah, I just don't, I don't feel that Darla, Darla called at all. I don't think so. And honestly, I think it's always a gamble when you, when you call them. Because your child could really end up in the system behind foolishness. Ooh, good point. And so, good point. You know, and so because yeah. you never know how it's going to end up. Because, and I guess we'll get into this later. As as I reminded Darla's mom, hey, your child was on drugs. He was prostitute. I mean, <laughs> if they're going to take a kid, they might just come and take him from both of them. So that's it's a, to me, it was a dangerous game, a, a very dangerous game. And I I just I just can't believe she I can't believe Darlene did it. Right, and that that's a good point you're making because that, that could kind of get into predictions where it could backfire. And speaking of Dollar's mom, Darlene, and Azai, that scene to me was just wonderful just in terms of the actors. Uh, Michael Michelle and Tina Lifford just did a wonderful job in that scene. You could tell they're OGs in the game. <laughs> you know, they, they brought that subtlety and, and strength and emotion, all that. Uh, particularly loved Anvai's reaction to Darlene speaking on Ralph Angel, possibly not being the biological father. That hurt when she said that, because well, we know what the, the truth is in that, but it just it just hurt because it, it's like a below the belt moment. Um, and Anvai made it clear though that Blue, regardless, is is a borderline, and it was just such a power because I love how she kind of she paused for a second and just looked like she was just going to walk out after that statement, but then turned around and just made it very clear that Ralph Angel is Blue's father. Mm-hmm. Not only did she make it clear that Ralph Angel is, is Blue's father, but that Blue belongs to them. And Avi was really speaking from a place of not just Ralph Angel's aunt, but she raised Blue. So Avi is, is, in, is a lot in many ways, she is Blue's mom because she raised him from a baby, you know, until Ralph Angel got out of jail just recently because it's only been a year. So, yeah, I, I, ooh, Darlene, <laughs> Darlene is just the worst. Um, <laughs> is not playing with her or them or, or, you know, or whatever. Everybody is ready to fight for Blue. And I love that. I absolutely love that. It's Especially since they they know that Ralph Angel isn't a father, and that does not change anything. And I love that about them. And Darlene is just, you know, where where were you? You are his grandmother, but you weren't there. And I just feel she just has quite the nerve, just the nerve. I don't know if she's trying to, um, you know, get her grandson back, trying to make it for the time that she wasn't there, but. 
Mm. I'm just, I'm mad at her on so many fronts. And I know she was the one pushing Darla up to do this 70-30 split and, you know, and all of that. And, of course, she's paying for it. But, yeah, I, I was just totally disappointed because I don't think that she is thinking of Blue at all. And just to kind of bring in another perspective on it, even though I agree with you 100%, I definitely was not a fan of Darlene in that scene at all. Uh, but someone brought up, I thought, an interesting point that, you know, from her point of view, Ralph Angel is uh, formerly incarcerated. Um, and like you said, on Vibe mainly raised Blue, but now Ralph Angel's raising Blue. And then he broke up with her daughter, you know, so their point was, from her perspective, she she doesn't really know Ralph Angel like that. And all she knows is that, you know, he's a, a former felon and he's raising her grandson. So does she have a point or does she have a point to have a certain kind of fear with that? She may have a point, but she still, she is still the child's grandmother. And she's and then, still oh, doing oh, sorry, anything for five quick, or six years. And then wait, and then on top of that, I forgot the other important point they made was not only was he or is he a convicted felon, but he's also possibly not even a biological father, and she doesn't really know him. But go ahead, sorry. So I'm not sure how long the Suttons have known that Ralph Angel may not be the dad. It seems like they they knew all along. Um, right. So you knew that. Good you knew point. that from day one, and but you still allowed. So what? So you're still wrong because you allowed someone's family to raise this child, and you knew that this family wasn't the biological family of this child. And instead of coming to get your baby, your grandchild, you sent checks. So let's just start at point A. <laughs> You're wrong from the very beginning. It's just I don't understand. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. So even and even if they didn't know from day one, the way that that interaction went last season when they came, it seems like they've known. The check right. the check probably for guilt. Oh, let me help you guys out. But if you loved Blue, you would have come and gotten him. Well, maybe them meeting Blue for the first time just kind of pulled at their heartstrings. And so Possibly, that's but, what, but, yeah. But for the first time, Blue was five. Right. Where you been? And that's, that's basically what Anvai was saying. Like, you treated us like babysitters. And you're just going to come back and get him when you feel like it. And like you said, that could possibly backfire on them. That could that could come up again. <laughs> that could come up mm-hmm. in the little... The little uh, mediation, whatever they're going to go through. Right. And now let's uh, speak on Charlie. Charlie made some power plays this episode. Um, as she said, I didn't come to barter. <laughs> Favorite line. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, Charlie is a strong woman. I mean, she's really been through the fire and just completely made some slamming lemonade out of, out of life. Lemonade. Right. <laughs> She put some vanilla in that, sugar, all <laughs> kinds of just goodies. Um, but um, I loved her line also. Another line was, 
your daddy would be so proud, which is which obviously was a comeback, and she brought up oh, all this, this this guy's um a, a good clapback, and she brought up this guy's you know money laundering, landering, whatever. No, I'm just, money laundering. <laughs> um, but uh, no, no, I know laundering. But oh, I'm landering. Oh, I just got it. Landering. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah gotcha, okay. gotcha. But um. You know, she she really came to came to play. I mean, it was some serious power there. So, what what are we, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I loved every single moment of it. I mean, I I put in my I, in my recap that anytime Charlie has a drink and is looking real smug, somebody's about to get screwed or handled, and she did both of those things. I he was just. He is worse than his dad. The way he came in, you only got five minutes. He had no, he underestimated Charlie just like his dad does or his dad did. And I was here for every single line that she hit him with. And I, I, what I hate, though, is that that final bit of tea came from Mama Boudreaux. Charlie didn't get it on her own. So I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. Maybe that's going into predictions. But, um, yeah, I was here for all of Charlie's power plays. He didn't stand a chance. He he thought it was just about his mistress. She was like, nah, buddy, I'm not even here to talk about your mistress. You can keep her. And I was like, that's so benevolent of Charlie to say, you know what, I'm not even going to. Because she really could have just blown up his whole life and just been like, hey, right. let me tell your wife about your mistress. But she was like, nah, you can keep her. I'm not even here for that. But I loved it. I loved it. He, he, and he said, what do you want? All of it. I mean, you ask. So, hey, you know I'm Team Charlie, yes. so I was here for it all. Yes, Charlie has some audacious dreams and goals. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, she, she went all the way. She's like, yeah, forget the mistress. Let's talk about these federal crimes here. <laughs> um, but speaking of even more on Charlie, uh, we see that side of her, but I love how they also show the soft side of Charlie. And we see, I just love her relationship uh, with uh, Prosper. Um, I feel that this is, I think we talked about this before, this is kind of her way of making up um, what she missed with her father who passed away and she wasn't there. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a wonderful relationship. And of course it brought Romero back in the mix. So what are your thoughts with that? Yeah, I think in this episode of all episodes, it was even more interesting to see Charlie as the caretaker of Phosphor because with Colton, she's ruthless. And then with Prosper, she is just <laughs> the softest, most calming. It's like two personalities. And I like how those two uh, almost collided in this episode Prosper has been breaking my heart lately. I just I have to pray for Prosper because I need him to make it, and that's on a personal level. I just need him to make it. Like nothing can happen to Mister Prosper. Um, Charlie, I'm I'm wondering about his daughter though, because is she just letting everything go to voicemail? She doesn't even care what's going on with Prosper. I'm just a little confused about that. Uh, definitely glad to see Romero there. I'm just trying to figure out how he got there. Did she call him to ask some questions and he just came on over? I don't know. But I'm glad that he was there because, per the usual, Charlie doesn't have support. So this was almost the first time in this whole damn season where we've seen someone actually supporting Charlie because I think she was quite scared, too, to come in the house and see Prosper like that. 
and have to take him to the hospital and try to figure out what's going on with him. So I was glad to see him, and it was just so sweet of him to stay with her because he certainly didn't have to do that. I mean, who wants to stay in the hospital? But it was just sweet. I was glad to see him, and I think every time we see him, you know, they're laying more and more foundation for them to have a friendship or maybe a real relationship or or something. But I like it when he shows up because he is, so far, is really the only person there for her. Right. I was going to mention that, that I love how they are establishing a friendship because, you know, every great relationship should start in, you know, you should be friends with someone you're in a relationship with. So if they end up going that route, at least they definitely have that foundation, like you said. And now let's uh, talk about the other aspect of Charlie's life that she has no idea about, and that's Micah and his group. Uh, in this arson situation, one of them just got arrested. Um, and I'm going to need Micah to do something about that evidence. You know, he clearly doesn't have street street smarts there. It just has pictures and shoes everywhere. Um, but shout out to Kiki uh, for speaking truth to Micah, um, how she's pretty much protecting her future. But yet, you know, she still understands the cause, but she's not reckless with it like they are. You know, she's more... It has more of a, a better intention and strategy when it comes to fighting for the cause, but she also is thinking about her future. So what were your thoughts with that situation? Yeah, Kiki uh, Kiki is nothing but black girl magic. And remember last season, Kiki's form of resistance was she applied for the Miss Sugar Queen or whatever it was called every year, even though she knew that she wasn't going to be Selected and Micah was telling his mom, "Yeah, she does it every year. It's her, it's her resistance. It's not that Kiki isn't quote unquote woke, but as you said, it's the things that she decides to do are backed with intention. She knows what she wants to do and how she wants to do it. And I think that's where Micah and his friends have gone wrong. They're just doing things, and I, I call them the little Panthers, but I really want them to be like the Panthers and have some." some goals, some strategies, some intentions. At this point, they're just doing stuff, just to be doing it. And just like one of the one of the guys said, yeah, people are talking. And that's pretty much their only goal is for people to talk. And so uh, Kiki was right. I mean, she was 100% correct that he's just doing stuff to be doing it. And he's not as woke as he thinks he is or as woke as he wants to be. And Kiki is... I guess the whole situation with Kiki this this season that she's been busy. She's been getting ready to go to college, which is what Charlie wants Micah to do. But Kiki doesn't have the privilege that Micah has. So Micah can kind of blow this off. Kiki, if she wants to go to school, she has to make that happen. And so I'm glad that she questioned him. I wish the questioning had come sooner Um, because now it's, it's, too late and I, I knew I think I predicted last week they were going to come get Ant because it was his bag of course his stuff is all is you know is there and I, I don't know how they thought everything was going to be okay that that scene with them at the school and they're there yeah it's gonna be all right it's gonna be okay no it's not going to be okay clearly Ant got arrested I'm just I'm so over these these, these uh with the five of them I'm over the five of them but it's not over, and they just make me tired. And I'm just like, when Charlie finds out, it's just going to be, oh, God, yeah. All right, it's that young mind where you think you're invincible, but you find out you're not. 
but, you know, it'll be interesting to see where that leads, obviously. I mean, this kind of gets into predictions, but I, I'm guessing Ant will obviously talk. Now, let's get into Nova and Remy's breakup. Um, Nova said <clears throat> that them being together would be obviously a, a heavy price and cause too much pain to those they love. Um, and it's clear that Anvai shook us, <laughs> Nova, <laughs> telling her she was off, which I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's funny, uh, needed to work on her soul and, like we said earlier, uh, come to herself. Uh, Remy understood that parable and mentioned his wife said the same thing to him when they thought she would pass on even before she actually did. Um, and it was clear in that moment that, you know, with Remy, he's still, you know, just speaking on his wife, he still is heavy in grief. And I actually saw a fan make a good point that Remy is so not over his wife, wife's death that he needs to go through some kind of grief counseling. Otherwise, he's going to continue to hurt the women that come in his life, which I thought was an interesting comment. Um, but, you know, all that may have played a role in Nova also letting go. But what were your thoughts on that scene? Yeah, I was surprised uh, um, about Remy's emotion as he talked about Shauna because I did think that he had, and then Yala would say, I, had, I thought that he had done the work. I thought that he had given, that it was, you know, that he, he had finished grieving for her with, with Charlie. It was just interesting that that, um, that came up again. And so, yeah, Remy does need to make sure that, that he is ready. I think maybe what happened with Charlie was that he thought he was ready and he did realize that he enjoyed companionship. Um, and so jumping from Charlie to Nova was kind of filling a void that he had with Charlie. And Nova even brought up, like, oh, it's just, um, this is your way of um, staying close to Charlie, which I thought was interesting. Because, right, right. Because, uh-huh. yeah, because I because I was I was thinking before that he was trying to do this to hurt Charlie. Um, and so Nova had an inkling that this relationship, you know, we may feel what we what we feel, but you may be really in it for other reasons. Um, just to kind of keep Charlie around, just you know, just to keep Charlie close, which I thought was interesting, and I also thought that it was interesting that it came up in that way. This is the first time we ever even heard them talk about Charlie. All this drama we've been going through with them, and this is the first time they even brought up her name. Um, I felt for Remy, this is the first episode in a long time that I felt anything for Remy or Nova, because I had kind of canceled them in my mind because of all this other stuff that was going on, but... um, I felt for Remy. I want him to do what he needs to do. You know, he was giving Charlie all that good advice. Take the time to grieve. And I don't think he's done that. I think he's just been going through the motions. Like you said, he never sold a house. It's a shrine to his ex-wife. I mean, we saw that um, last season. And Nova is grieving, too. Nova is grieving her mother, and she's grieving for her father. Because she never took the time to grieve her mom, either. She just left. And that was it. And never dealt with it and I think we're kind of seeing the aftermath of that of why Nova can't get it together either because she hurts people left and right especially in relationships so they do have that in common and it was it was a sad very emotional like I said 
exchange between the two of them. But I'm glad that you said that Ambai had Nova shooketh because Ambai didn't even know about this mess. And it touched Nova enough to realize that it wasn't something that they could do. So thanks, Ambai. But um, I'm, I'm just, I'm relieved that this is over because this was a heavy burden on me. I just couldn't, I don't see how they were going to move forward with it. But I'm glad it ended the way it ended, but it was very sad. I was, I was sad for them. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you hit it that they're just two grieving people, you know. Um, and Nova is a sensitive soul, even though, you know, she walks around, you know, trying to show, be tough. But she's highly sensitive, like things really hurt her and touch her. But I think that her love for Remy was real. But um, like like she said, just the pain would just be too great. You know, family over everything, <laughs> you know. And, by, and I think I'm by really telling her that really got to her like wow I really do kind of disrespect my family um and yeah with Remy you know I feel for him as well but you know I just think he 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 definitely has a lot of conflict in him because I think again I, I really do think the feelings were real but I don't know I I I agree that I've actually seen a situation of people not really being over someone like when it comes to Charlie because I remember I even said like how do you jump from fiending one sister to fiending the next one and within a month you know so I have seen situations where people break up with someone and then try to you know either be friends with someone close to them or even date someone close to them because like what Nova said you're just really trying to fill a void like you're still trying to be close to what you really want so that that was pretty interesting but i don't know where remy will move from here because <laughs> he's clearly not going to be friends with charlie uh i guess he'll still work with ralph angel but you know it's pretty interesting because i don't even think he can really be friends with nova either um because you know the feelings like one viewer made a good point the feelings are still raw like they still kind of have that att- strong attraction so it would be a little dangerous to hang out but um let's get into predictions what are your top two predictions based on the trailer we saw seen it that's what we call this segment seen it uh what are your top two predictions based on the trailer for the next episode um well uh the um i don't know somebody online called it louisiana burning <laughs> the arson at the plantation <laughs> oh, oh so yeah, so so there's somebody for movement with that situation and we see that Vicky, the the, the PI who's supposed to be helping Charlie with this business, um Landry is tipping her off to the fact that the police want Micah. It's it, so it's it's about to it's it's about to go down. Um and and we see Davis's back, which I predicted last week. Davis will come back to help deal with all of this stuff that's going on with Micah. I'm trying to, I'm really trying to figure out in my head how um, Charlie has the inside track because she, uh, she's ahead of it. She knows he's a person of interest. I think that they will make Micah go and, and not confess, but handle it. Because they're going to want him. They're going to want to get Micah off. That's all they're going to be concerned about. 
so Ant may not have a chance to to, uh, to snitch on that. Um, I also think that um, Ant might may have had a gun because there was there was a t- they were talking when they were at the school and he was saying, "Oh, we need to find that because that was my pops." So I think Ant might be in more trouble than um, than we we, we think he's going to be. And I think with the mediation with Ralph Angel and Darla, it's going to be absolutely terrible. But I think in the end, the mediators will see that they just need a 50-50 split. Because as I said before, when you put those two up against each other, their track records are pretty much the same. Ralph Angel comes out a little bit ahead because he he was doing it um, by himself for a year and working hard and doing all this stuff but I think it's going to be it's going to be fire but in the end they'll end up with 50-50 yeah that that's part of my prediction I think that Ralph Angel and, and Darla will actually work things out I think that they'll also have peace with each other because they'll see that there's just a lot of outside forces you know even though they, they've kind of both been their worst enemies but there's a lot of outside influence bad influence also affecting them and they just really need to come together for blue and i think that they're going to eventually uh come to themselves as on by saying come to yourself you know they're just gonna figure it out like wait a minute this is not even about us and i think they're going to come to that realization um when it comes to hmm i'll stick with on by on by in Hollywood, they're going to have a lot of good intentions to get married, but I, I feel I can just see that continuing to crumble. I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, and those, that's pretty much. I'm not, I'm not as uh, detailed with my predictions as you were, but you know. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think I'll buy Hollywood are going to get married. Yeah, but I, I don't think that they're going to get married. But I, I will say real quick about Micah. Um, I, oh, with Micah and the Ant situation, you know, you brought up a good point. How Ant may be out there on his own, and Micah has his access and these things. I think that the writers are possibly going to really show how even within the movement, there's classism. You know, that, that that's just something we can't escape. <laughs> and we're going to see an example of that. How we're, we're, we're down for the cause, we're fighting together, but at the end of the day, classism even exists in, in this. Even though we're black and we face, uh, you know, hardships as, as black people, but we're going to see Micah probably get off and Aunt not. And it's all due to the access you have and the, the, whatever, the money you may have even. So it'll be interesting. That's that's possibly where they could go with that. But go I ahead. think so. I think I think that's exactly what's going to happen because um, Mike is going to get off. At the end of the day, he's going to get off because he's going to have the good unless unless Charlie and Davis are feeling extremely benevolent and offer services of their lawyer or get the, all the kids lawyers. They are going to be in trouble. And they don't have, they don't not have the money to get out of it. Okay. And it's been a while since I took the bar, but with arson, there needs to be a little bit of intention, though, right? I think it depends on the state. Oh, okay. I mean, and, and honestly, because <laughs> I've thought about this, how can Micah get off? 
Um, so, so in South Carolina, there's the hand of one is the hand of all. South Carolina, you could be sitting around looking at this crime happen. You're an accessory to it, and you're going down as well. And right. I don't know if that's a, a, a situation in Louisiana or not. But if it's not, the only person responsible for that arson is Ant. Exactly, because I mean, so the rest Mike of them are 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 guilty of trespass and vandalism, which right. is, those they, aren't they, felonies. Not only that, they didn't go there to commit arson. That that's my biggest thing. Right, like we need to look. Intention. Yeah, like did they have the? In, they uh, they didn't have intention to commit arson. So I, I don't even though that would be yeah. hard to that that would be hard for. Well, the mm-hmm. prosecution would have to prove that they came there with mm-hmm. that intention, but but that was not their intention. I mean, they came there with what spray paint. <laughs> so, they came there with spray paint, um, right. and that was it. And they did what they did, which is you know vandalism and trespass. But um, you know, like I said, and at the end of the day, Ant is the only one guilty of the crime. Exactly, and an act, and it and it was an accident, a horrible one, but it was an accident. So mm-hmm. that may be how they ultimately end up playing that. I mean, we're kind of going down the line with predictions but this is what you get when you get two lawyers uh because right. <laughs> i thought about this i was thinking about it at work i was like hmm I, I i feel like south carolina is an outlier with the hand of one hand of all state being a hand like right. you know it's south carolina I'm, I'm that's a lot Look, look, I'm just joking. My family's from South Carolina. So it's all <laughs> That's good. the law. South Carolina. You don't mess around, okay? <laughs> I know, but I saw North Carolina was the alienation of affection. A man about to get $9 million for cheating work. Right, yeah. Okay. No. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, they're going to they're gonna learn the hard way. And But Charlie is going to, Charlie and Mike, and I'm sorry, really it's Davis. Davis is going to come home and get him out of it, um, which is an affluenza situation. Where, you know, your daddy's like, let me just make this go away. Let me just make this go away. Now, one thing that I saw um, some fans talk about was um, Landry runs the town. The police, the judges, the everybody. So if if Charlie's son is involved, guess he's not getting off. Ooh, I knew, yeah, or... Or, because remember, she was using stuff against, uh, what's the guy's Colton. name that, say it again? Colton. Yes. She was using stuff against him. So, yeah, this, this they could use this against her. Like, it's it's just always going to be this chess game, you know, mm-hmm. with them. And, and I, I, brilliant writing, because, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's what you call life-throwing curveballs, the unexpected. Like, you think you have the one up on someone, but then you have your little dirty laundry that you have no idea about. <laughs> right. You know, and Charlie had said, I think it was, Charlie had said, I think it was last episode, um, you know, all the judges get kickbacks from the Landrys. Mm, very, ooh, yep. Mm. See, they drop seeds so good. You got <laughs> right. really, everything. You got everything back in like, <laughs> but damn, like you get there's so many damn seeds. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know how it's gonna go. So yeah, know, like they ever got to trial, basically what what needs to happen is they don't need to get to trial. Right. That's yeah. what needs to happen. But, Ooh, but this is, still the police. Huh. They're still the police. And remember, um now they don't know it, but Charlie is the one that got that police fired. The um, right. the one that mm-hmm. assaulted Micah. 
So Mike is back, and I wonder how many people at the police station know what happened to him. Damn, Micah, who knew you and your camera and spray, spray paint about to just destroy everything? Like <laughs> yeah. You. God damn. Yeah. I mean, Micah been there before <laughs> now, so. <sighs> makes me tired. Lord, like I said, he makes the, me tired. Pray for the family. Pray for the Lord alone. Pray yeah. for the West family yeah. this week, though, because <laughs> <laughs> Pray for the West we we need Pastor Greenleaf to show up in here. And, uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need, yeah, we need <laughs> Tabernacle. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that 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 whole thing doesn't get entangled in the system where they're trying to get back at Charlie. Right. Um, the good news is though, right now, Landry doesn't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Only right now. We Only Mama Boudreaux knows and Colton knows, but Colton ain't gonna say nothing because he's not trying to lose his livelihood. <laughs> he wants that money and that and that anyway. interest. Yeah, he wants to keep. He wants probably allowed him to walk away with his life still intact. The only thing he had to give up was ten percent of his daddy's business. He has his own stuff. Right. Yeah, it's messy. But all right, you guys. Until. Next time, uh, that's our show for the evening. Definitely a heavy show. Uh, I mean, it's just going to get better. I mean, we, we, yeah, we aren't even at the finale yet. We only got three uh, more episodes, though. So I, mean, I know. And time moves. But thank do? you so much, you guys, for listening. Be sure to comment, like, and subscribe.